You're listening to the ProcureTech Podcast, your weekly show for all that's cooking in the digital procurement space. Yes, we've got the hottest startups, thought leadership and conversation from visionary industry experts and definitely no stiff corporate content. I'm your host, James Meads, procurement pro, digital nomad and ProcureTech fanboy. And now here's this week's show. Yes, welcome to another episode of the ProcureTech podcast, where every week we bring you everything that is fun and exciting and innovative in the digital procurement space. Today, we're going to be diving into a topic that is getting a lot of attention recently, not just because of all of the supply chain problems that a lot of you have no doubt been experiencing, but more of a general trend towards predictive procurement rather than just reacting to problems. And in that whole topic, we're going to be discussing how supplier management has really started to evolve recently from being more of a supplier performance or supplier scoring mechanism to be much more strategic and long-term collaborative in its nature. And we're going to be having a little bit of a chat with my guest today around the evolution and ongoing journey of that from being a a supplier performance metric to more of an SRM-based function and indeed evaluation mechanism that we can use technology uh, to use and leverage. So without any further ado, my guest today is Sam Jenks from recently rebranded Kodiak Racing, who are now known for about the past five or six months, I think, Sam, right, as Kodiak Hub. So Sam, very warm welcome to the show. Thank you very much, James. I'm very excited to be here with you and very excited to get into this topic. One question to you before we get started, uh, do you need a job? Because you sold in the concept of SRM there quite nicely. We're hiring, you know. I don't if know. I, I don't, don't have to pay taxes in Sweden, then <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to talk about that anytime. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll try and work that out the specifics later. But thanks for the intro. So, Sam, let's just dive in then. I mean, you're, you're an American who lives in Stockholm. So, first of all, how did that come about? Yeah. Um, well, I'm not here for the sunlight, as I typically say. Uh, and, uh, of course, I'm not here for the warmth. I am here like most Americans, Brits, Australians, or... Uh, love immigrants is what we're called. I, I moved here for a girl, um, Matilda, um, and uh, we uh, live quite nicely here in Stockholm with our little dog, Charlie. I was telling you before we started recording that uh, hopefully he's not too opinionated during the session today because he's home with me uh, <laughs> and he's in the studio, so to say. Um, but uh, that's how I wound up here. And you, your market, you're, you're a marketing guy, right? Your background is marketing rather than procurement. Yeah, absolutely. So, I I mean, I come from a a marketing background. Myself, actually, I come from a a radio background. Uh, That's where I thought that I was going to get into uh, before I then uh, met uh, my girlfriend. Uh, And I had to build new dreams, uh, you know, moving to Sweden, (laughs) where I didn't speak the language as I do now. Um, You know, uh, coming from the background that I come from, you understand a lot about a user's need, right? And that's what you're always searching after as a sales or marketing professional. And I think that, uh, you know, we're coming into a era within procurement technology that's very akin to some of the other technology that you see more so applied in marketing and sales, 
which I see every day within the solution that we're providing at Kodiak Hub as well, giving you know B2B professionals better technology in their day-to-day work. Yeah, and I think user experience is definitely something that I've spoken about at length on previous episodes of the podcast and also mm. you know, on LinkedIn as well. And I do think that giving, whether it be suppliers or internal stakeholders, software that they actually enjoy using rather than feel compelled to use, it is a huge lever in getting them on board and, and, and working more collaboratively with us. Absolutely. And we're focusing, you know, just equally as much on that supplier experience. We want to be the buyer's best friend forever. You know, that's what we typically talk about, the BBFF at Kodiak Hub. But the (laughs) fact is, is that there's two stakeholders as well. It's buyer and it's supplier. And we need to make sure that the technology is engaging to ensure that adoption is going to happen. So Kodiak Hub Hub recently went through a a major rebrand from Kodiak Mm. Rating, which is what you were originally, to to Kodiak Hub, which I think was, correct me if I'm wrong, around about September last year. Correct, yeah. Walk me through some of the reasons and logic behind that. Yeah, yeah. So Kodiak was founded in 2015 by Marlin Schmidt. Uh, She's still our CEO today. And, you know, when we founded the company back then, I joined in 2016. uh, When she founded, uh, you know, the solution was really focused on uh, really governance. That was kind of the first entry point. And that's where the MVP was kind of built. And rating methodology lied very heavily at the core of that. As we saw the capabilities of the solution starting to evolve, you know, more so meeting the market's needs surrounding a more holistic supplier management solution, we just recognized really that rating was too narrow um, within the conversations that we were having. We were being more so associated in a certain way that was solely focused on risk, you know, and we're really a solution that's 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 providing a holistic opportunity for life cycle management. And with that, we're also providing a place where buyers and suppliers are meeting to transform the way that they work together to collaborate throughout their their life cycle. And and for that reason, we we kind of wanted to shift away from from the rating and that's where we landed in the hub. It's a future proof more so than anything, to be completely honest with you, James. Um, with that being said, the rating methodology still lies at the core. But but did you build out the extra modules that you now offer as hub over time or was it a big bang as part of your rebrand to launch all of it together? Hey, just like our customers, you know, we're evolving and we evolve with them. So it definitely was no big bang. I mean, we uh, we are a solution provider that definitely has evolved rather than tried to create some type of revolution with the solution we're providing. Like I said, we started with that governance bit, um, you know, onboarding and self-assessment was kind of that initial entry point, more so of that sustainability assessment. Um, we kind of quickly realized that there was needs for other type of things, such as third-party intelligence. Uh, credit ratings, for example, was one of the first modules that we added on. And we quickly also recognized that, you know, not only is governance a good entry point, but due diligence was something that we needed to add on. So that's kind of where the audit module module uh, came into play, as well as then performance over time became a focus that was very apparent to us as well. And, and you know, for, for us, it's been a natural progression. We've utilized our, our customers as that kind of springboard, that sounding board as well. Uh, we have big ears, you know, so we listen to the market's needs. 
<laughs> so as you, as you've gone then from being what you initially started out as as more of a compliance tool and now you're much more focused on the whole 360 supplier relationship management rather than just supplier performance or supplier compliance has that changed your typical target customer in terms of be it industry sector or size of business or even Mm. geography i think that we can cater to a larger customer than maybe we could have with the offering that was more narrow when we started of course our our solution and our technology just like you know many other startups that were were founded around that same time and in, in the kind of 2015 bubble where i think that you might have seen the dpw uh, post you know kind of this what they called the startup revolution at that point in time where yeah. quite a few vendors were starting to come into the market at a rapid pace vc money was starting to come into the space as well. And you know, our primary customer has definitely shifted to be a little bit of a larger customer, but it's always been, you know, large organization, complex supply chains, global supply chains, but also where quality and sustainability matter. We're primarily working with direct materials and the customer bases that we're working with. But the fact is, no matter what the size of the customer is, you know, they all have to have a willingness to change to adopt new and fresh modern technology. And that's a thread thread that we see in all of the customers that we're working with as well. Trying to move from this homegrown spreadsheet supplier management into solutions that they're going to be able to leverage to really source in a more strategic manner. Indeed. And I think what I would like to do is to break up SRM into what I see as being the three major subsections. And then maybe Mm. if I can invite you to talk through how you feel Kodiak Hub can solve each of them. So on the one hand, you've got what I would call tactical SRM, which is pretty much what any company that has a supply chain to a varying degree is going to have to do. I'm talking then things like supplier onboarding, supplier pre-qualification. If it's a manufacturing environment, then probably some sort of supplier audit as well, especially if they're a strategic raw material or or purchase parts vendor that goes into a production process. So let's tackle that one first. How, How would you deal with that sort of initial phase? Yeah. I mean, at Kodiak, we're trying to take people from being manual to being magnificent, right? The the whole fact is, is that it's a lot of manual data entry that goes into that first kind of tactical aspect of supplier management. So we're trying to make that a whole lot simpler for them. With that, we've built an ecosystem of applications to automate the activity of gathering data and ensuring also in that aspect that the suppliers are getting a good uh, user experience as well. Because, you know, supplier onboarding, supplier pre-qualification, it's incredibly important that the supplier themselves is engaged in that particular activity. So I think that that's something that we're focused on very heavily at Kodiak Hub within the modules that we have to be able to focus on onboarding and pre-qualification. There, of course, the rating methodology plays a big part. The flexibility exists in our solution, as it does in other solutions as well, to be able to kind of, you know, weight in the way that you want to based upon your KPIs, based upon your criteria. What we've done over time, and this is also a way that our solutions evolve, is that we've recognized that, you know, content uh, amongst our customer base, amongst, uh, you know, kind of the professionals that we're working with. It's things that other people are trying to access that other 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 professionals can take have value from. So we've over time created a content library that's really been the backbone of our solution now so that people can be able to pick out industry specific 
you know, domestic international standards of content that's already then existing in the solution. So it's not kind of starting from a, 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 a you know, a, a foundation of nothing. And I think that yeah. that's also very important because a lot of people turn to us and to other solution providers. They just don't really know where to go. Right? They have a code of conduct in place. They might have some pressures on ESG, but they don't really know where to turn when it comes to the content or the KPIs they should be following up on. And sometimes that's the starting point for us. Hey, so just a quick interlude to let you know about procurementsoftware.site. This is a new website that I recently launched to give you, the listener, a free-to-access intuitive guide to digital procurement technology. You can filter on a multitude of different criteria and pick out a short list of procurement software solutions that are relevant to your business and your needs in less time than it takes to boil an egg. No corporate subscriptions, no complex jargon, and definitely no pay-to-play model. We are a completely transparent, open book, and we really want to get your feedback on what we can really do to make this user experience better and constantly improve so as we're providing value to you. Check out procurementsoftware.site. And now let's get right back to this week's podcast. So it's almost like they can they can steal best practices from 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 you through investing in the technology to have that that sort of hub that's been developed over time through experience of numerous different exactly okay so that that's tactical SRM so then let's now move on to what I would define as being strategic SRM and and by this I would mean the things that some of the more forward thinking companies have in the recent past. adopted and expanded upon and really prioritized within their organization i'm thinking things like supplier innovation and partnerships supplier supplier performance management and by that i don't just mean compliance but i mean things like um you know non-monetary cost savings things especially if we look at sustainability things like energy reduction or material consumption or design to cost and that type of thing um how how are you tackling that yeah, I mean, we're tackling it by allowing the customer, of course, to uh, meet, again, their performance criteria, their innovation, uh, kind of uh, their, their, their ability to innovate with their suppliers in line with their industry, with their maturity and alike. With that being said, we have kind of at the core of our solution, a collaboration space. And that's, of course, to be able to drive actions, whether they're corrective or innovation focused, development focused. And at the same time, we have a performance evaluation module. There we've, of course, you know, taken a little bit of a different approach. Performance evaluations have long been this kind of spreadsheet what I'd like to call an Excel hell, you know, you send out a few Excel (laughs) spreadsheets to a few stakeholders, they have to report back, somebody gets back the spreadsheets, they put some type of KPI metrics to it, they configure the responses, sometimes not even fixed value responses, and then they try and pull forward some type of report, right? Mm 
it's so much work that goes into the manual that you have little time to tackle the more audacious tasks, right? Sitting down with suppliers, reviewing their performance during a quarter or on a particular project and finding opportunities to be able to, to improve. In our solution, we look at six different standard areas for performance, allowing then our customers to be able to build up their own sub-criteria as they need to, right? Because the needs differ within performance. Someone might just be wanting to focus on price change and OTIF, right? Others might want to dig deep in you know, quality on parts per million or, or different types of aspects related to, to the commercials uh, beyond price change. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different aspects in which performance can be important to an organization. And there, again, with the solution, we're trying to give in, you know, a content a library so that they can be able to get up and running fast, but also give them the capability to be able to customize to their own needs. Because performance and innovation looks very different in different types of organizations. There's a lot of other companies out there that are doing this as well in really admirable ways. You know, some companies that are actually focusing on creating this space, you know, it's a category that didn't even exist within ProcureTech about, uh, I think, maybe four or five years ago, which was kind of created this supplier collaboration and innovation space. And it's really admirable as well. And there, of course, there's more of a focus with those solutions on kind of project management or, or, or kind of the more collaborative strategic supplier base to be able to push the relationship forward over time in, in an innovative manner. And I, I, I really admire the solutions that have dared to create that category uh, over time. Indeed. And there's almost then, well, not almost, there is now the third phase of this whole supply relationship management, which is what I think is the real fun part, because it really it really gives you that added advantage and that one step ahead of the of the competition. And that's the more predictive uh, analytics uh, ty- uh, type of uh, opportunity. So and, and and there are numerous best of breed solutions out there that perhaps just tackle one specific part of this. I'm thinking specifically around, you know, monitoring news channels and media. Right. Um, but you you appear to have sort of really gone after this in a whole multi with a whole multifaceted approach, both from a risk market intelligence, um, financial monitoring, and also the the media watch as well. So. Talk me through that a little bit because it does seem very comprehensive compared to a, a lot of what's out there as sort of single individual tools. Mm. Well, I don't think that we're more comprehensive than the single individual tools. We've just decided to create an ecosystem where the single individual tools are natively integrated in our interface. You know, we realized very early that uh, there's no reason to recreate the wheel. Uh, it sounds really flat saying so because everybody knows that that's the case, but very few dare to do it. Uh, and I think that you know we were pretty bullheaded early on that we understood we were never going to be able to provide risk and market intelligence insights in the same ways that people were focusing on it that had that as their sole offering, right? And now you see so many different providers also popping up on the market that are really focused on market intelligence. That's their game. Look at companies like Kraft, you know, that popped up just a few few months ago, and they've found their niche, and they're really, really impressive in what they're doing. I admire what they're doing quite a lot. The third-party vendors that we're working with, uh, you know, they are the, the top of their game. They're utilizing cutting-edge technology with ML and AI to be able to do things like scrape the web for social and news media in the provider that we're working with in webs.io. And, uh, you know, we, we realized uh, that 
if you're going to focus on this kind of entry point, tactical supplier onboarding, pre-qualification, well, then you're gathering a lot of data points there that you can be able to utilize to really build a quick understanding of the supplier from a KYS perspective, but also build up the database uh, you know, with the correct information that's going to help you to be predictable about the supplier's movements in the future and or you know, be able to monitor that supplier in the future from aspects like you're talking about here, financials, geopolitical, uh, media aspects as well. And those are definitely things that, again, we search to third-party providers to be able to be natively integrated in our interface so our users can be able to get a fresh and quick look at what's going on with their supplier from a 360 degree view, not only with risk and performance, but also with, uh, with um, you know, aspects related to kind of that softer sides of the supplier management. And KYS, just for clarity, is, is is know your supplier in a similar way to KYC in the banks is, is, is know your customer. So that that is a really interesting point. And I'll tell you why, because if if you are somebody like a Kraft or an Integrity Next or a Prewave or you know one of these companies that's focusing right. on a very specific solution to a very specific problem, they are also, I assume, not going to have the same level of detail as you would have in your platform because of all of the ta- tactical and strategic SRM activity that you're doing as part of the whole, you know, 360 visibility, whereas I guess on the flip side of the coin, if I pay, if I play devil's advocate, a traditional suite would have that, wouldn't they? Because they would have supplier oh, data, definitely. they would have P two P data, they would have sourcing data. So, where whereas I can see the advantage, the the distinct advantage of performing all of this in one platform rather than having three or four different best of breeds, unless you know you needed to go down to that level of detail. Right. What do you see as your advantage or your sweet spot over and above the traditional suite providers offering source to contract or or P2P with an SRM module? In well, you there? know, I, I mean, I, I would still, of course, for clarity's sake, still consider us a best of breed. We're just providing a little bit of a broader uh, scope within the supplier management space. But I think that that's mainly just because we've we've decided to partner with innovative, uh, you know, providers of third-party market intelligence, as well as, you know, providing the technology that we can on the kind of process and supplier information and relationship collaboration management as well. When we talk about these broader suites, though, you know, all respect to them, there's a lot of legacy technology. And I think that us, as well as a lot of other providers, and, you know, this is based upon market feedback that I'm, I'm speaking from experience of, is that our user experience, our user interface, you know, we're, we're addressing complex challenges in a simple solution. And of course, that also you know creates opportunities for a customer to be able to have a, a faster time to value, to be able to also though adopt a solution faster. I mean, we're so ingrained and you know used to good user experiences within our consumer applications, why should we have to suffer within our business applications? And that's always been a focus from, 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 you know, day one at Kodiak. And I think that that's one of our advantages 
to these traditional suites. With that being said, also, we can be just so laser focused on what we're doing in supplier management rather than trying to cover a full scope. And when you do cover a full scope, it's fantastic, but it also can take a longer time to be able to get on board. It can take a longer time to have buy-in and, and you come run into some of those kind of roadblocks to change management, right? Within an organization, I think you can be able to, when you can show change faster, you can create change faster. And with with your implementation time as well, is that also something that you're able to do leaner and faster than some of the legacy technology? We, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 a matter of weeks, not months or years, right? And you can see <laughs> yeah. that uh, we've actually just just posted a, a quote from a, 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 a customer of ours, a really avid user, uh, Sunny Yang, who's a purchasing manager at a company named HL Display. They work with installation. Um, a, a, Insulation uh, space within mainly groceries and uh, other types of, of chain stores, uh, retail stores, and uh, you know he he said that their previous tooling or or homegrown solutions it was eight to twelve months to be able to manage what you know we were help them help them to be able to do within three weeks. So I mean that's wow. that's uh, <laughs> kind of proof is in the pudding type of feeling. Absolutely. It's, it feels good when you hear stuff like that, but it's always, you know, a, a continuous focus for us as well is how do we continue to, you know, make people get on board fast, but also create adoption in the organization. Cause that's, that's where the real kind of you know, value lies as well. Yeah. I was keen to ask you that because when you look at P2P technology, it's clear to see, how a P2P system that's cloud-based that doesn't necessarily need ERP integration right. could potentially be be implemented within within day within days or weeks, but but something like this, which is all-encompassing and requires a lot of a, a lot of data and a lot of certification and a lot of integrations, perhaps into into other systems or certainly you know to and fro between suppliers to enable them to self-serve it, it it does make that a, a lot more complex doesn't it mm. so yeah that's uh that's really uh, that's really curious to hear to hear that it can be done in weeks uh, can, can clients purchase individual modules you've got what six modules now can they purchase those individually or or do you only offer it as a as, as a full I mean, I know you're going to call me out for calling it a suite, no, it but do you only offer it as a full system totally or? totally fine i'm not calling you out whatsoever you are 100% correct. And we talk about that within our language. It's an SRM suite. Uh, with that being said, yes, the solution is 100% modular. And I think that's also where the entry point can be able to be a little bit simpler for people to get up uh, up and running on board to the solution in a faster manner is that we're not always looking at the big bang revolution, right? Sometimes it's, it's better to evolve. I mean, we have as human beings, right? <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> if you go to some of the tourist resorts in Spain where all the Brits are, I would sometimes question that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I got to tell my buddy Ashley about that line. I'm, he's gonna he's gonna have to listen into this episode. He would like that. <laughs> so, are you, are you looking at any alliances? Then, I mean, this would this would particularly fit nicely with something mm. like contract management software, or perhaps you know, an e-sourcing suite that then doesn't have SRM capability, but then is the logical next step in in a company's digit digitalization right. journey. So is, is there anything that you're looking at or something that's you know imminent in terms of announcements there? Uh, you'll have to wait and see. No, I mean, we, we definitely have it on our minds. Um, it's obvious, of course. Uh, and we ourselves are 
looking at different partners in that space because we understand the value of being able to have contract information managed. Also then, you know, looking at SLAs, KPIs related back to the performance evaluation. Of course, it's great to have everything in one place. And there's some really innovative providers up in the Nordics as well in that contract space uh, that can be able to uh, maybe be some integration partners for us. So absolutely, we, we have it in mind. I know that that sounded a little that sounded a little sketchy. It sounded a little bit like I was keeping some secrets for myself, but uh, you, you you'll definitely hear something during 2022. Yeah, no, it's in, it's interesting because it just feels like the next logical step. And obviously, on it, you, you've not you've not told me anything in, uh, ahead of this, but it just it does sound like a logical next step of where where some where a company like Kodiak Hub would go. You know, if I was in charge of product strategy, that would. That would certainly be an area that I would be exploring. So yeah, it's curious to to get your thoughts on that. To, to what extent are you utilizing AI as part of this, particularly in 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 some of the newer wave technology around the around the predictive SRM? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're big fans of AI technology, and you know, we're leveraging the AI technology of our partners in the solution on a daily basis. Uh, Webs.io utilizes natural language processing as well as AI scrapers, for example, to be able to give our customers, you know, great media insights. Um, I mean, we're focused right now very heavily on automation, uh, not necessarily applying AI technology for predictive analytics or alike. With that being said, we've built a data architecture that is built for scale. Uh, we kind of have this three-pronged data architecture, data properties, of course, you know, supplier data properties, product data properties, contract data properties. Uh, then there's, of course, attributes. This is kind of KPIs or more so desired results of a supplier matched with then ratings, which is then kind of a value put upon different attributes in that case. So gathering the data in this particular way in a, in a, rather, in a rather structured and streamlined manner is, is helping us, of course, uh, for the future to be able to provide our customers with different types of benchmarking and, and predictable uh, pr predictive analytics as well. You know, we're from the school that we we love the, the modern technology, but we don't want our AI to be some, you know, two guys called Alan and, and, and Yvonne that are sitting behind the scenes, right? That's the other aspect of it. <laughs> You're suggesting that sometimes it is that then and it's all under a masquerade? I don't know. Let's not go no, there. Let's not go there. Um, so final question, Sam, if anyone would like to learn a little bit more uh, about Kodiak Hub or maybe look at a demo, uh, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, I mean, check out our website, KodiakHub.com. Feel free to reach out to us or follow us on LinkedIn. Um, feel free to request a demo on our website. We're always happy to, to show off the solution to anyone that's interested in listening. Awesome. Sam, thank you very much for coming on today and telling us what you're up to. I think this is the way that all supplier relationships are going to be going at some point. So whether you go best of breed for each individual requirement or you try to wrap it into one software solution, I think by hook or by crook, every company that cares about their supply chain and needs to get a grip on this is going to have to go down this route. So, yeah, looking forward to see how you develop and evolve going forward. And thank you for coming thank on. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it, James. And uh, I, I hope that uh, anyone that's interested in reaching out does so. And keep listening to the podcast because it's fantastic. We're loving what you're doing here. <laughs> thank you. I didn't tell I didn't tell him to say that just in case you're all wondering. So that was Kodiak Hub and Supplier Relationship Management and its continuing involvement, especially around the predictive procurement piece 
which I personally think is the most exciting part of this because we're better than just being compliance police, aren't we, at the end of the day? Thank you very much for listening to the show. Don't forget, if you want to get the latest podcast, uh, then don't forget to subscribe to us where you listen to your favorite shows and also like our LinkedIn page to get all of our new content that we post there as well. Until next week, all the best. Thank you again for listening and see you again soon. Bye for now.